0: garbage in, garbage out. You know, the more accurate the information is and these plans are as much for us as it is for the the people and the families that we help because that's what tells us how to help people. Starting with that budget, understanding the expenses that need to be covered, what people really want to do to enjoy life so that we can incorporate that.
1: just a regular gym routine. When was the last time you checked on your financial fitness? If you're feeling like you're falling behind, Ed Sedel is here to help with The Retirement Trainer, a podcast about helping you get into better financial shape. Every week, Ed talks about things you need to know to become more financially fit for your future. Learn about things like how much money will you need, financial mistakes other people often make, and how you can avoid them. Plus, details on the Retirement Fitness Plan, a plan Ed personally created to help you get to and through retirement by focusing on five key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the Retirement Fitness Plan when you visit egsifinancial.com and click on Processes. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to The Retirement Trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart
2: app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. It's the Retirement Trainer with Ed Sedell, a podcast about finding ways to help you become financially fit for your future, no matter what financial shape you're in now. When you're cruising down the open road and everything is going smoothly, you might not be thinking about getting a flat tire, but the reality is it can happen at any time. The way life goes, odds are the next time it will happen on your way to the airport or a very important business meeting. If you got the toolkit ready, the worst case scenario is you'll be late. But if you get the flat tire and discover no tools and no spare, it could be a different scenario. The difference between those two is the word preparation. Imagine what would happen if an unanticipated issue threw your retirement plan and put your nest egg at jeopardy. Being unprepared for changing market conditions can wreak havoc on your retirement plan, so it's important to understand when you're taking too much risk in your portfolio. Just like a flat tire, if you're prepared, you won't panic. However, if you're not prepared and you realize too late, it could be a different story. Now is the time to speak to us about your retirement plan and how you can prepare for the flat tires you might get along the road to retirement. This is Leanne Sidel, and here to help us with all our questions and give us some guidance to stay in the best financial shape possible, The Retirement Trainer Ed Sedel, hi Ed.
0: Hey, Leanne. Rainbows and puppy dogs, right? I mean, it it, definitely not that. But you know what? It's it's so funny. You know, we've been talking about this for since the beginning. Actually, last year for over a year, and more and more people are talking about it now. All the pundits on TV. So today is what is it? The twentieth, June twentieth. Our son's birthday. Yes, it is. How did I forget that? He won't let us forget, right? (laughs) He will not. But, but you know, Yellen said yesterday, oh, there's no way, absolutely, almost, she almost said unequivocally that we're, you know, a recession is not going to happen.
2: No, she said she does not believe a recession is inevitable. inevitable. <laughs> there
0: we go. I'm like, oh my, and she was also the one who said inflation was transitory and, which means temporary, so.
2: Well, again, we, we have Crazy. The, we definitely have um, the way in which things are phrased are just so political anymore, but. Uh, let's let's get to let's some details to here. Yeah, keep it to the math. That's right. Bear market, uh, possible recession, inflation at a forty-year high might call to to mind a doomsday scenario, but it's more complicated. So, right?
0: Yeah, oh, w- way, way, way more complicated. Uh, you know, I said it before. I am not Chicken Little, and the sky is not falling. We've seen this stuff before. You know, it's a little bit crazier now, and and it's always more um, uh, painful. You know, when you're when you're going through it. Um, but let's just kind of go through some some stats. I mean, you know, when you think about the stock market, you know, this has been one of the worst losing streaks in decades. Okay, last week was a huge sell-off, you know, after the Fed announcement of the rate hike um, for 75 basis points, and that's three-quarters of a percent. So the, the S&P is down over 23% off of the high. So it is now in, in bear market territory. So what is a bear market? A bear market is when the um, the, the market has gone down at least 20%. Okay. A correction is 10%. Uh, a bear is, is 20%. The last bear that we had, you remember that it was March of 2020, COVID, the shutdowns, all that stuff. And that was probably one of the quickest recoveries because it was about six, seven months before it, it it went down, came back up, broke even, and you know, and and things went went gangbuster, you know, and that was unusual, okay? Because typically, when you hit those record highs and and things crashed, this recovered. We hit more record highs, you know, and that's so different than what happened during the housing bubble, the two thousand eight, two thousand nine, because that lasted for almost five hundred and fifty days. I think it was five hundred and forty something. And and that's the thing, right? There's there's no two bear markets that are like um, eight out of the last fourteen. Uh, bear markets, you know, were followed by a recession, and that's really important because right now everyone says, "Are we in a recession? Are we in a recession?" Typically, you don't know until you're out okay. because you have to have two negative GDP quarters, and and it sure feels like it. I've been saying for a while, you know, hey, based on the math and what we're seeing, and they're kind of adjusting some of the figures so it doesn't look that bad. But yeah, you know, I mean, I I would say we're if we're not in a recession, we're you know pretty darn close to it.
2: You know, when when we're looking at as the five million different people on all these channels. They One says recession, one says no, one says it's inevitable. And one, one says, says we've not.
0: already hit bottom, go all in. I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we heard yeah. that on, on Friday. <laughs> yes,
2: yes. But the inflation component yeah. of this, as I, you know, me listening and mm-hmm. in my very um, elementary way, I, I can digest what's going on, but listening to them talk about, you know, uh, inflation, and all the different outside the fact that we had this $5 trillion add to our budget, me bringing it to a smaller level, you blow your budget up, and that's what your savings is less.
0: You're absolutely right. I mean, you, you've got higher interest rates, okay? So things cost more. You've got inflation Now, the high interest rates have not affected the savings. So those seniors where they don't want the risk, they're having to take the risk, which is why their accounts have gone down. You've got obviously the geopolitical issues from Russia, China, Iran, you know, all all these other things. And, and, you know, since World War II, 11 out of 14 monetary policy, anytime they've increased rates, it caused a recession. And the Fed's already said that they're going to probably continue Each meeting and raising it an additional 75 basis points each time.
2: So, should you retire? During a recession, that's not something I'm laughing about. I'm actually sitting there like these are the questions that are like flying out of,
0: we, out of we get everybody's all the time, mouth. Right? Yes, and and it's a great question. Okay, uh, and I, I'm sure everyone out there listening right now, um, they they've thought about this. We're we're getting calls because we have a lot of people that were planning on retiring this year. And and here's the thing, right? You don't have to let your retirement, you know, hold you hostage. Um, you know, as long as you have a plan in place. It's all about the math, right? So everyone's situation is a little bit different. But, you know, for a lot of people, you don't have to delay your retirement, you know, if if you don't want to. Now, for some people, you're going to have to. But everyone, it's a case-by-case situation. If you don't have a plan in place, you know, you, you don't know what your income is going to look like. You don't know what those sources are. If you had, you know, all of your money in the market, you know, we were just talking to uh, a young lady last week, I think, right? Um, you know, she was... Yeah, she she's down about 30% and she's 69 years old. It, that's, there is no reason that when we met with her, that was the first time we we're like, oh my gosh, you should not have that kind of risk. Um, And that's why I'm like, it's it's a case by case basis. And, you know, honestly, your recession, it could really change how you make your decisions, you know? And when we're talking about how you're invested and in risk tolerance, I hate that word. I say it all the time, that phrase, it's how tolerant of risk are you? It's really a budget. Right. How much can you afford to lose and be able to maintain your lifestyle versus, you know, how much can you lose in your portfolio and still be able to sleep at night? And depending on what's going on in your own life, your personal life, your family life, what's going on around in the world, you know, that it's, it's gonna change. Well, these are
2: there's so many different scenarios hitting those that are already in retirement right now. It's not just about have blown their budget up because inflation has cost Everything that they would normally buy to be more expensive, but it's also looking at those accounts, those IRAs that they have in the market right now that are getting hit with, you know, what was originally part of their plan, something to keep up with inflation.
0: So, um, And that's a big deal, like the young lady that we just met with. Okay, so a lot of that was IRA money, and now all of a sudden she has to take required minimum distributions, or her husband does because he's 72, looking based on the value of the portfolio of December 31st of last year. And so if it's down 30%, it's that sequence of returns, the, the, the law or the rule of the sequence of returns. So if if you're pulling that money out at a loss, you're never going to be able to to recover it. So you've got to think about it like this. People have worked so hard their entire lives to build up that nest egg. you know, And for most Americans, it's rolled up in their 401k, 403b thrift savings plan. Four fifty-seven IRAs or, or whatever it is. And it's typically the same investment strategy that they had when they were younger. And, and if you think about where the market started and where it's at right now, or the beginning of the year, you know, since 2009, it had unprecedented gains right now you have to look at, okay, what's the best case scenario? What's the worst case scenario? You know, we could probably say that, you know, the, the best case scenario is we could continue to plug and chug along it you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11% a year, and that would be phenomenal, but that's just not realistic. So, you know, what's the, what's the worst case scenario? Well, I mean, think of 2008, 2009, you know, um, in 2008, the market in just that one year, the 40%, but if you, it's accumulated, right? So if you look at from 07, 08, and the beginning of 09, it was well over 50%. And if you're near retirement, if you're at retirement, if you're in retirement, you know, that's a big deal because w- what sources of income do you have and where is that going to be coming from? And do you have to liquidate those assets at a loss just to be able to maintain your lifestyle? And that's the big deal. So when it comes to can I retire in the midst of a recession, should I retire? You know, it's, it's all about the math. I mean, it, it really depends. Um, and, and that's why having that plan in place, because it's going to remove, you know, a, a lot of the emotion in the decision making process. And we say that all the time
2: so how does inflation affect that decision-making process?
0: Great question. We could feel it every time we go to the gas pump. Okay, I, <laughs> I, I mean, so today is the 20th. They just said uh, yesterday that the average gallon of a regular uh, in America is $5.02. How crazy is this? So, you know, we, we were coming back and we saw gas for, was it $5.80-something cents a gallon, or $4.80, you know, and we were excited. Did you ever think you would be excited <laughs> to find gas for four dollars and eighty nine cents well, a gallon? It, it
2: was one of those you know, you you buy it, it for four dollars and ninety nine cents and two streets over <laughs> it's four sixty nine. And when you're talking about four dollars and ninety nine cents, four sixty nine
0: when it cost you a 100, 125 dollars to yeah. fill up your car, your truck, your SUV. Well, I mean that's that's a big deal. And, and for and, those
2: that are listening, boy, it's it's even more painful hearing it come out of our mouths as we talk about their budgets it,
0: and it is. Yeah, I mean, and that's the whole thing. Arguably, this is probably the most expensive life has been for us in in the last forty years. Energy costs. They they just passed uh, a bill to increase the cost of you know not only electricity but also gas in Central Ohio, um, as well as I mean, all around Ohio. So they they allowed for these rate increases, but the national average is a thirty two percent increase. Food prices are going up, and you know they just in April. Uh, we don't have the the latest for this quarter, but nine point four percent from the previous year. That's the highest and the biggest increase since um, nineteen eighty one. Used cars up uh, over twenty five percent. New vehicles up over thirteen percent. Housing costs are up five point one, but they're starting to come down because I think that that's going to be a little bit of a bubble too. You know, there's some dynamics in there. Um
2: and you know, looking at the the potential increase in costs are because I think that's kind of with the farmers right now, we haven't even seen
0: really diesel the, costs, yeah. yeah. And and that's really gonna start trickling down. Um, you know, I, I know I said the sky isn't falling and I'm not checking a little, but it kinda sounds like it the way that we're you yeah, know posing this. And and the reason we're addressing all these stats and, and questions that people have is because, you know, This is life and and people need to know, Okay, well, this is all great, but what do we do?
2: Yeah. I mean, a volatile market, high interest rates for loans, high interest rates for savings, higher inflation. The question is that simple. It it is what do we do about it? And I understand there's so many complicated pieces to that. But what would be one piece of advice that you would give?
0: people want to make their money last, right? I mean, that's the biggest fear that they're going to run out of money. And when things cost more, I mean, the, the single largest investment that most people have, um, in retirement, it's their pre-tax retirement accounts. So the more they pull out to be able to live, uh, the more they're paying in taxes. And I mean, it, it just, it's a, it's a double whammy. Okay. So, you know, having that plan in place, you know, in inflation, it's shifting, it's changing all the time. Uh, there's so many unknown things about, Um, uh, the markets, you know, the volatility, and and that's really important because you know when we talk about the markets and every when everything is correlated. So when I say correlated, that's when everything's moving together at the same time. Okay, typically in markets, when things kind of go down a little bit, you have asset classes that are uncorrelated. As an example, yeah, I think we talked about this last month, but now gold, precious metals. All right. So, you know, when the stock market goes down, they either stay the same or kind of go up. Um, cryptos, that was supposed to be the, the beat-all, catch-all. When the markets were crashing, the dollar was going down, it was going to stay up. But everything is moving together. And why is that? And the reason is, is that everything is so over-leveraged. All right. There's so much debt in the margin. These margin accounts, as we've met with every single client a couple times already this year, um, we're getting ready to hand in to our year-end tax planning meetings kind of going through, you know, we continue to talk about, you know, why bonds are are not good. I mean, if you think about it, TLT, which is the 20 year treasury, it's the iShare. Okay. So it's the 20 year treasury year to date. It's down over 24%. It's down. So that's a big deal. When you think about bonds, VBTIX from Vanguard, okay, that bond portfolio, the total bond index, I mean that's down over 16% year to date. And this is the safe haven bonds. That's supposed to be the conservative way to, to invest. But when everything is correlated to the market, you know, what does that mean? And that means that there's so much debt. These margin accounts, and we talked about this before, you know, what is a margin account? It's anything other than a retirement account, just a regular brokerage account, whether it's individual or joint. You know, if you have 100000 you can leverage that up and double your money or even more depending on credit. And they were saying that cryptos that was so highly leveraged that now there's a race to liquidity. When things start going down, everything's being sold off, and that's why there's a correlation uh, in the market where when the market's going down, everything's going down.
2: That's why people can't get their money out. They then, can't right. Yeah. And
0: there's cryptos, uh, cellulose or celluless, however you say it. Um, they locked up the those accounts. I mean, didn't
2: they do that with Ethereum too? Or no?
0: Is that well? well no. Different? So cellulose is the is the uh, uh, broker dealer. Uh, the The custodian, okay, um, and because they they lent out so much money, they needed to make sure that you know they didn't go bankrupt, and so that's why they locked up those funds. And you know this is really important because people have worked so hard to to save money, to to build up wealth, and make sure that they can be able to to retire and enjoy life. I mean, that's what retirement is all about,
2: and that's why people get I, I mean, when we when we do our plans and why we ask for. A lot of detail about changing uh whatever has changed in their <laughs> right, life. Right. But I- inevitably, why we do what we do, whether it be semi or annually, these these plan reviews is because things do change. Whether you suddenly make a decision to, you know, remodel something in your house or <laughs> In the case that we're dealing with right now, your budget is much different because of inflation. That's why we bring in those and we do a semi and an annual review. And, and I'm some just saying in some this-
0: cases quarterly. And in you know when people say, "Oh my gosh, we're looking at doing this," and we update the plan, and that's where we start because every it it's it has to start with the plan because it's all about the math. It's all about the numbers. And part when starting off with that, you know, we do it by starting off with the budget. Okay. Everyone says, well, what do you make? Well, it's more important. What are you spending? And what are you spending it on? Because a lot of people are way more conscious now than than ever before, so,
2: and sometimes you give a round number that's way way under what you're actually spending.
0: And and how many times <laughs> so, have we come across that? You, so, you know, yeah. it's for for years, oh, we're spending X amount, X amount, X amount. Hey, we're getting ready to retire. Oh my gosh, Ed, that's not right. Well, these this is your budget form that you've been giving us over the last five years. Oh well, well, we forgot to add this, this, and this in. You know, and and that's really really important. I mean, it's garbage in, garbage out. You know, the more accurate the information is. And these plans are as much for us as it is for the the people and the families that we help, because that's what tells us how to help people. And so starting with that budget, understanding the expenses that need to be covered, understanding what people really want to do to enjoy life, whether it's travel, golf, movies, you know, if they're foodies, whatever that is, so that we can incorporate that. And then identifying the the sources of income, especially now. Is it just Social Security? Is it a pension? Do you have annuities that have income riders? How much do you have at risk in the market? And I'm going to be conservative here. I would say probably because, you know, talking about safety, income, and growth, that growth side, that's the stock market. When people talk about growth, except for now, well, you know, it's usually the stock market. And most people, when they first come in and most families, when we first start working with them, they have 90 to 100 percent of their money over in growth, which up until this year has been a really good thing. It, well, it's been good and bad. It's good because if it was managed right, it should have grown significantly. But over the last year, twelve months, especially, it's gone down pretty significantly. In looking at that, making sure that, you know, you don't have all of your money at risk, you know, that that income side, which is right in the middle, those sources of income, you know, how much money do you have over there? And then, you know, the safety. So that's whether it's you know, we believe you should have six to 12 months cash reserve set aside. And everyone says, okay, so what is that? Well, what are you spending per month? All right, I spend $10,000. Well, great. So you need to have at least 60000 or one hundred and twenty. Oh, my gosh. Well, how much is it earning? It has nothing to do with how much you're earning. And the reason is because of situations just like this, just like the housing bubble, uh, the tech bubble, 9-11, um, COVID, even though that was very brief. It's much easier to have that money in cash and say, all right, this is what it's for. This is why it's here. Now I get it. Uh, we're going to go ahead and use this money to, to live on. We're, we're not going to have to pull as much out of our pre-tax retirement accounts. So our taxes aren't going to go up. So we're not going to significantly increase our expenses more than we have to because of the taxes. Inflation is a tax all by itself, but you don't want to have to pay additional federal income tax. So understanding if you put your if you position yourself properly, you have a plan in place you know how much money you have for safety, you know where your income is coming from and you should have enough money between those two buckets to last you know five, six, seven years so that no matter what the market is doing, okay, it's not going to affect your lifestyle and and that's that's the key. That's the plan and that's knowing that is what takes the emotion out because now you can make decisions. That are very calculated, that are based on math, and not like, oh my gosh, I, you know, now we gotta take the money out and put it in the backyard.
2: And I and you, you see the effects of the of un, not knowing is is a hundred billion times worse than having a plan on where you're going next. Just leaving it for the unknown and praying for the best i do 100 believe you pray 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 but i do believe that you're supposed to plan 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 so yeah. um
0: the I, grasshopper and the ant you know that's uh that, that disney movie whatever that is oh, the, <laughs> the grasshopper
2: and the ant yeah, are you going ant to the life, bug's life the
0: bug's life the <laughs> ant's life the bug's life yeah right I, I don't know what well, maybe you just think of that. Well uh, I mean, I was your kids say, are growing I up too fast really and I and I like, wish they were younger. Well, I don't know.
2: Can we just go back and talk about the flat tire
0: again? <laughs> but no. <laughs> well, you know, and, and you're right. I mean, you if you don't have the right tools, which is the plan, okay, if you have a flat tire, you're you're, you're stuck, right? Wow. But but having those tools, yes, it's inconvenient. And you're going to be late, but you're going to be able to get back on the road again. It's the, it's the That's what really what a plan is, okay? Yeah. And it saves you from, from having that unrecoverable flat tire situation. And we do this with every single family that we work with, every person that we help.
2: That's right. And if you have questions, which, again, I am sure you're going to have some questions as you go through the process, even thinking it through, uh, just give us a call here at the office at 614-526-4118. Very easy for us to schedule some time for you to even just have a short conversation with Ed, get those questions answered, or you can reach us at info at egsifinancial.com or go to our website and schedule your own appointment with Ed. You can do that at www.egsifinancial.com. Thanks, Ed.
0: Thanks, Leanne.
1: your fitness level not your workout routine. I'm talking about your financial endurance. Because if saving to a 401k is the extent of your effort, it is time for you to start shaping up. And Ed Sidel is here to help you do that with the retirement trainer. It's his podcast to help you examine your financial stamina and learn the questions you should be asking and areas to focus on to help you get to that place you've been working so hard for, a happy, comfortable retirement. And it's not as hard as some might have made you believe. Ed's broken it down into five simple steps. It's
2: We'll